Hello everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of So What'd You Think? I am your host, Nick Ledoux. Uh, for those who don't know, this is a movie podcast show where me and a guest will come on and we'll discuss our immediate reactions to something that we just watched. This week, we did a little something different. Uh, this is this episode's going to be focused on Daft Punk. Big news is that they just broke up, um, and we want to talk about that. So what we did in preparation is we watched uh, their f- their film, uh, a film that they soundtracked, um, and it's called Interstellar 5555. Um, and there's a subtitle for it, but uh, regardless, that is what we watched, and we also watched the epilogue that they just released on YouTube, talks about their breakup, um, and yeah, here to discuss it is my friend Britt Jacobson. Welcome, Britt. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Sure. Uh, a little more about the film that we just watched. It is an anime film, and it came out in 2003. Um, and yeah, Daft Punk did the score for it, and it's essentially their album Discovery, which I think also came out in 2003. And yeah, it felt it felt timely to talk about this because they did just break up, um, and it seems like Daft Punk is kind of in the the popular conversation again. And I hadn't heard of this at all, um, but you seem to recommend it. So where did you hear about it? Um, well, I've heard of the movie before. I took um, an electronic music class my freshman year at USC, and um, the professor had showed us a clip from it before, because um, of course, like in an electronic music class, you you have to talk about Daft Punk. They're so influential. And uh, most recently, I think Dylan Francis, a pretty famous DJ, um, tweeted about this movie, seeing this movie as a kid. So um, yeah, I, th- I thought I would you know add it to my watch list, and then here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah, talking about it. Yeah, so I think we should we should start off talking about um, the band a little bit and talk about our, like uh, first like our relationship with it. I know you probably have a stronger relationship with Daft Punk than I do. I don't listen to a lot um, of electronic music generally, but I will say I do know I knew most of this album, almost every song that was in this movie. Um, I think I knew, um, and that's just like from passively I think listening to Daft Punk, which probably just shows the how influential they really are um but yeah what's what's your relationship with them with Daft Punk mm-hmm. oh man I mean um yeah I mean this this album came out what 2003 it must have been like five years old so I don't really remember this album um definitely wasn't really the age group for the movie but um right I think uh, do you know when Tron Legacy came out uh I want to say like 2010 maybe okay yeah, I feel like that was the point where I was, like, probably in middle school or, like, late elementary school, right? Yeah. That's, know. like, sixth grade, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, like, start going to see movies with your friends. Like, your parents will drop you off. You'll go see a movie. I went to see Tron Legacy, and I was, like, first of all, the actors are just gorgeous in that movie. And I was, like, oh, my God, like, we have to go see this, like, me and my girlfriends. Um, and I, I remember spending the whole movie just, like, fascinated with the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which Daft Punk also did that soundtrack. Um, right. Yeah, there's something just about electronic music and science fiction. Like, they really go hand in hand. And, like, what I think is really interesting is, like, all these movie scores. You know, like, you're talking about space. Like, you want electronic, like, synthetic sounds. Like, it's just a completely different thing. And then what I thought was interesting is, like, I don't know, one of my favorite movie soundtracks of all time is Guardians of the Galaxy, because it's, like, one of the only sci-fi movies where you have, like, rock and roll soundtrack. Right. 
you know, as opposed to your usual, like, daft punk. Yeah, why do you think that is? Why do you think, like, space movies are so often, like, electronic music? Well, I think um, we don't want to think of, you know, any life outside of Earth as, like, being more, like, natural than us. Like, you know, we're on Earth, like, we're the most natural, so we go for more natural sounds, maybe, like, acoustics and guitars. And, like, Isn't it all natural, though? Like... Well, no, like, um, I don't well, know, like you look at Space is just as much nature as Earth is, isn't it? Of course it is, but <laughs> we're very egocentric. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. So we but what about electronic music feels, like, otherworldly to you? Is it just because it's, like, I mean, have you ever heard a, no, have you ever heard, like, a theremin, for example? Like, she's yeah. crazy, you know? Yeah. Spooky, haunting, a little scary, cold, I think, is probably part of it. Yeah definitely yeah. yeah i would say yeah back to like kind of the relationship with daft punk i think tron legacy is probably when i first was like aware of them like more consciously um yeah that's interesting i don't remember liking that movie very much though <laughs> I like i remember he's like great or anything yeah soundtrack's great do you ever rewatch that movie or is it more just like that was the starting point no, I've definitely seen that movie, like, a couple times. I watched the original Tron, and then I wanted to rewatch Legacy after that. Gotcha. Which is, like, over quarantine. I actually watched it pretty recently. Oh, yeah. Isn't, yeah. Didn't they, like, de-age, like, the main guy? Like, the dad or whatever? And they, like, CGI'd his face to make him look, like, 20 years younger? Mm, for part of it, I think, yeah. Yeah. Or, it's yeah, maybe, a, like, in a flashback. Who's actor from The Big Lebowski? Yeah, Jeff... Bridges? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah anyway. <laughs> Why are we talking about <laughs> yeah. Not to talk about Tron Legacy for too much. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I also wanted to ask like how familiar you are with this album. I mean, we were obviously like four years old when what, it came Discovery? out. Yeah, Discovery. Hmm. Well, yeah, no, I don't think this was the album that got me into Daft Punk. Obviously, everyone knows like One More Time or like, um, what is it? Harder, fast, f- harder Faster, Better, Stronger? I what is the track? Yeah, name. is that yeah. the title? Those I words mean, I feel like are all in that title. <laughs> it's like in, in one of, I don't know if that's the exact order, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Those two tracks, I mean, you know, Kanye sampled that, and um, I just remembered that song. I heard the Kanye song first before I ever heard the Daft Punk version, like the original sample. Yeah. So I remember when I found the sample, I was like, whoa, which is what happens with like every Kanye song I like. I just find out that I, what I really like is the sample and not really the Kanye song, but that's, you know, besides yeah. the point. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess there's a talent in finding good music and then just singing over it or whatever. But <laughs> No, 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 but the, those two songs, like obviously I was aware of the Tron right. soundtrack, but I just... um. Yeah, I think when I was, like, freshman year in college when I realized, like, just how influential Daft Punk was, like, I think you could sit down and read interviews with, like, pretty much any DJ, mm-hmm. and at some point they're gonna be like, yeah, I got into this because of, like, Daft Punk or Justice. So it's, like, all the French duos, essentially, that are, like, driving, yeah, especially they're, house music. They're, like, classified as, like, French house Daft Punk. Is that mm. accurate or no? I'm not, I'm not sure what genre they would be. I mean, they're French, and... Housey. Do we call it house? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think to a certain extent, like, it's hard to put them into a box because, like, they created it. <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. Do, do you think, like, they're in their own genre of themselves, like, or... Mm, no, they totally match with... I, I, The next band that comes to mind is Justice. Like, mm-hmm. We Are Your Friends. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you played it. I don't... <laughs> I feel like with all of this kind of music, I like, if I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think what shocks me, especially with, like, Daft Punk, too, is, like, how famous they really are, too. Like, if you go on Spotify, I'm sure, like, all of their songs, they're all, like, super famous. <laughs> You're surprised and by that? A little bit. I'm just... Maybe I'm just, like, too removed from the world of, like, electronic well, music. what did they... I, they've they've not only you know did they pioneer electronic music they've had collaborations with like some of the top pop artists and rock artists they have a track with julian casablanca's from the stroke they right. have um they, they won a grammy for their song with the the weekend no um yeah i think so right? yeah i believe so their song with like pharrell at- do you think part of their fame is because they have these like crazy features with it well no i mean i think that you know, the artists that they've collaborated with would say that it's, like, an honor to have worked with Daft Punk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel... Is this, like... This is one of their more famous albums, though, right? Like, Discovery? Probably. Well, not... What's the one that got a Grammy? It's more recent. Um... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I just don't... pull it up. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up while... I mean, I think, like, there's also something really unique about Daft Punk in that, like, it feels a lot more genuine. It feels like they really are doing it for the music. Like, Random I think, access memories. Yeah. Yeah, random access memories. Not to cut you off, but... No, no you're <laughs> right. Um, they have a track with Pharrell on there, right? On random access memories? I think so. Yeah. Lose yeah. Yourself to Dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know that one. Oh, I, and Get Lucky. He has two songs. Well, oh, Get Lucky was, like... Yeah. Yeah, that's probably that's... their most famous single. No. Um, let's look. Yeah, five hundred and thirty-six million. Yeah, I believe that. That's wow. That's crazy. But that's actually separate. That's the single one. But then the album one has another two hundred and seventy million. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, they're huge. They're, and I don't know. I I think um what I was trying to say before though is like. Mm-hmm. You never see them out of character. They're always wearing their robot helmets. You know, they're very like discreet about their personal lives. Mm-hmm. Like they attend the Grammys in the robot helmets. Like you have never seen their face. Like that's right. That's crazy. You know, and like I think everyone you know admires Marshmallow for like you know the helmet. You know the Marshmallow helmet and like how oh. iconic that was and everything. But like. Daft Punk was doing it before anybody. I don't, they the helmet, the hel- yeah helmet culture. They brought that into EDM. There's so many artists helmet that culture? do that now. Yeah, that... of course. Yeah, like MF Doom. Even I guess I don't know if that's like influenced um, at all by Daft Punk, but there's a French house DJ named Mala, and um, he always wears a ski mask, so no one's ever seen his face either. Right. Yeah. Has no one actually ever seen Daft Punk's face? I mean, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but like they. So I feel like that's like my first question is like I want to look up. Yeah, I would like, love to Daft know. Punk no mask and like see if it would come up. Yeah, have you ever looked up like uh, like the band also... Kiss with no mask, like with yeah. no makeup? <laughs> Jim <Jensen laughs> so re- without makeup. Very scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good search if anyone wants to do that <laughs> sometime. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely really interesting that they don't ever. It's all part of like these personas. And they make all this, like, electronic music, and they're, like, robots. 
that's like kind of cool. I feel like like no, growing up, I always knew about Daft Punk and I knew about like this bit that they would do, and that like I think also maybe helped with their like I don't know persona, like their like what they're trying to sh- put on, like they're creating this image for us. Yeah, I mean, I think like it's one thing to see how they've affected electronic music in like France or like in the U.S., but like. I don't know. When I was studying abroad in Australia, I was I was walking around the city and I just ran into this huge Daft Punk mural for absolutely no reason. You know, they're not Australian. It's not like they have some particular connection to you know Melbourne or anything like that. Like there's just a huge mural of Daft Punk because like people. Well, Melbourne love is them. a big music scene. Right? Oh, of course, but like Daft but Punk yeah. specifically, Flume yeah. maybe you know like an Australian artist. I'm. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty, I don't know, it's interesting. They yeah, really that is interesting. They have an effect on people. Yeah, definitely, like, globally, I feel like everyone is pretty aware of Daft Punk. Even older generations, I feel like, are still at least, like, relatively aware of it. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's interesting. What What do you think makes, like, Daft Punk so unique? Like, what 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 makes them better than other artists, in your opinion? Better than other artists? Mm-hmm. Than well, artists. like other electronic artists, like it, like besides like pioneering, I guess, like certain aspects and like the persona that they put on, like what about the music, I guess, attracts you? Yeah, I mean, hmm. not to put you on the spot like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a tough question. What about the music attracts me to them? Mm-hmm. I think uh, they stay true to themselves. Like, uh, they sound so much like themselves that it's almost become a meme, you know? It's, like, (laughs) cheesy a little bit how they sound. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they've stuck true to that, and they do it well, you know? They're just iconic. They're iconic. Like, you can hear a Daft Punk song, and even if you you don't know the song, you could be pretty sure it's a Daft Punk song. Yeah. That's definitely, that's like an accomplishment in some. I feel like that's like the mo- the biggest compliment you can get as an artist. Or at least I would interpret it that right. way. Because like it's all like... all the, the Bee Gees, like there's very few groups I think that have pulled that off, so. Right. Especially with something like electronic music where they don't always sing. That makes it even harder, I feel like, to have such like a distinctive voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and they definitely seem to. Yeah, well let's move on to what we watched, which was, inter- it's called Interstellar 5555. Um, and this also came out in 2003 and it's essentially like a visual album for discovery. Um, it kind of reminds me of like, like, I guess what like Guava Island did or like Lemonade. Um, and I, I, I don't know, is this like, is this common to do like visual albums? Cause I feel like I've heard of those like more recently, but like was in 2003, were people doing visual albums like this? Oh, well, I, I mean, I don't really know about the music scene. In <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But... Um, Flume did a visual mixtape, what, two years ago now? Probably 2019. Yeah, so that happens. Sure. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, it's a full, like, video that goes through the whole... Um, but, I mean, I think the difference with this is, like, Flume's is, like, an extended music video. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a full anime movie <laughs> with, mm-hmm. like, you know, at least a loose plot. <laughs> there's definitely... Yeah, there's definitely a plot here. Characters with names and... Do they have names? Yeah, they, they oh, show yeah, us they, their they, names. Yeah. It just it goes by pretty quickly. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They did show names. I guess the, what, should we, I guess the general plot of this um, 
is there's like a blue alien race of people mm-hmm. and um in this race of people there's a band um of four people and they, i guess they get abducted and are sent to earth and are become earthlings um and then they become really big on earth they're like disguised as earthlings right yeah yeah, yeah. they like change their skin and have like earth bodies um they get and, signed to a record label yeah they get signed to a record label um yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the plot um it's kind of interesting <laughs> um but yeah there's no dialogue at all in this movie and the whole thing is just the album played straight through um really like hardly any pauses in between it they have a couple sound effects yeah i was gonna say um, sound effects yeah cars, cars screeching and yeah. stuff but yeah other than that i mean what did you think about that i don't think either of us never didn't really expect there wasn't gonna be any dialogue i think in this yeah but it was interesting because even without the dialogue like i feel like i really understood what was going on for the most part like right. like there were totally characters there was like a love arc there was you know abduction there was space there was the country I, it's crazy like we really saw everything i feel like mm-hmm. right i don't know yeah like a haunted mansion like an arena to- like there what does that movie not have actually yeah and i think i think that's like all on purpose too because i feel like uh, so like my roommate Kenny, he had, he said he's claimed he's seen this, but essentially he what he's done is he just watched clips. And they like released all of these individually as like music videos, I guess. And so he's seen like a bunch of them from the album of various scenes. Um, and I feel like this movie it lends itself really well to doing that because each song is essentially like a very different scene. Like there's like the haunted house in one, and then the country, and then like a love dream sequence in another, and they all kind of match individually with the song. Um, which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was cool. I mean, um, hmm, what else is happening in that movie? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I, at one point when we were, when we were watching it, you mentioned how, like, they never talk during their sets, too, yeah. which I think is kind of an interesting parallel. There's no dialogue in this movie. That kind of makes sense. Like, why would there oh, be any dialogue? I know who the other DJ I was thinking of was. Do you know Gasoffelstein? Mm-mm. Wait, let me pull this up. <laughs> Okay. Um, no, no, no. But, yeah, I, I mean, I'm also not going to say that 100%, but I think because of the the masks and the, you know, general personas that they do, like, they don't talk during their sets, which is, like, pretty unique. Right. You know, for DJ personalities. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I'm curious, like, what, what was your overall reaction to watching this? Did you like it? I've seen, like, clips from the movie, I think similar to Kenny, like, I've seen clips before, and I always, like, thought it was really, like, visually pleasing and cool, you know, but, um, I'd never, like, actually had the patience to sit down and watch the whole thing through, mm-hmm. and, yeah, I agree with you, I think the songs matched the individual scenes, I think there were, there was, like, an interesting plot that was, I don't know, kept me engaged, I actually wanted to see what the outcome was gonna be, like, are they gonna return home or not? There's certain things that were, like, obviously ridiculous, like, I don't know, I thought it was funny that they, like, stayed on their record contract from Earth when they were back on their home planet. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, know? I guess that doesn't make sense. They, they need the money, I guess. Yeah, they need the money. To put on these elaborate I also, shows. I, like, wanted to understand why they got abducted in the first place, because, like, clearly right. this guy's spending way more money going to outer space trying to, like, snatch these aliens. Right. 
the, yeah like, do you think there's any like message to this it's like because that there's like the crazy guy with the white hair who's like trying to there's like an old white guy who's picking them and... abducting kids from their homes and putting them on stadium tours <laughs> yeah and uh trying yeah. to make a buck off their back you think it has anything to do and with like child sedated. like stardom and stuff like oh to... yeah i think you can make so many arguments for like oh like they were under the influence like they were sedated they couldn't think clearly and they, they were on tour like yeah. there's such a history of that in the music industry i feel like and like if you look at artists like um especially in EDM there's you know like a big party culture and a lot of producers that are, just want to be in the studio and want to be mixing tracks they they do this because they you know don't want to socialize with people they want to be left by themselves to make music mm-hmm. I think if you um if you look at the Vici documentary you can see that pretty clearly like it, ha- it happens all the time like people just want to work on tracks and put tracks out and don't want to go on tour but like touring's where the money is so like people Uh get forced out on the road like develop addictions dependencies yeah yeah totally and it even reminds me of like britney spears too there's like that documentary that just came out too it's like they're just controlling every aspect of artists lives um and it's like they're more just like a commodity than a person um i mean i think it's changing I think it's changing in the way that, like, it's not, like, uh, maybe, you know, back in the day, a record label could, you know, take an artist and, like, mold them into the image that they wanted, Uh you know, but um, I don't think that really happens anymore. I think labels are just looking for, like, individuals that are out there, like, already producing their own music, so, like, indie artists, you know, turning corporate... Um, so it's interesting because people are deciding for themselves what they want, like their image to be. Yeah, totally. I feel like even it's just easier now for artists to do it themselves and just like release stuff on Spotify and be independent. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think I saw a statistic this week that was like eight indie artists release eight times more music than record labels. Whoa. Eight times more. It's a lot. Yeah, that is higher um i guess it makes sense i mean there's a lot of like randos on like spot like all these artists that you know they don't have a ton of listens but um, they're there the barrier to entry is just like not there anymore because like i don't know if Billie eilish and her brother could produce that entire album on their laptop right what's stopping anyone like that album won grammys (laughs) yeah yeah you don't really need a label anymore yeah it's new so i don't know it's kind of exciting fun not about Daft Punk, though, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we kind of went off of that, but that's okay. That, I think that's equally interesting. I think it's also interesting about this this movie is how they're, like, blending two, I think, different areas, like, different mediums of, like, a, one of electronic music and the other being anime, but both have, like, very strong fan bases for both, um, and they're, like, combining it into one thing, and it almost, like, brings two different audiences into one. I think, like, a lot of people who really like anime have also just seen this unrelated to being fans of Daft Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what did you think? Did you think it blended well? Like, these two very distinct, like, mediums? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's always an overlap with, like, gamers and EDM fans. Um, like, anime fans and EDM fans. Like, there's definitely an overlap there. I think... If I had to take a guess, I mean, this was, like, 2003, right? I 
the first thing that popped into my head is like there's kind of like a weird relationship between like France and Japan. I think you pointed it out in the movie too, right? Yeah, well, they cut to this, like, soccer game that's happening, and it's France versus Japan. Yeah. I didn't know if it was just, like, a simple nod to, like, like Daft Punk is French and, like, anime is Japanese. But I think, and... like, France and Japan have, like, a weird cultural exchange. Sorry, not weird, but it's interesting. Like, there's, like, a, a little romance going on there. Like, um... Yeah? Yeah. Explain. I don't know. I think in Japan you see a lot of appreciation for, like, macaroons and, like pastries croissants like there's a real love of like french things and then when you're in france i think you can see you know the flip side of that with japanese culture so i think it's interesting that like a french duo chose to do you know anime yeah do you think it's like maybe it's just because daft punk is like really into anime oh super and... possible i have absolutely no idea <laughs> yeah yeah I just, it's a cool cultural exchange um yeah, I yeah, I mean, and they're not the only people to do that. And there's other artists that will like do soundtracks for like anime TV shows. Like I'm not really an expert on that, but like I know like Nujibase did one for um I forget what it's called. Something like Samurai Champloo. That's I, yeah. I'm probably missing. I don't know. But, I think there's a lot of modern artists where if you looked at their fan bases, you'd find a, like probably a great overlap with anime fans. Yeah. That feels like a safe bet. Porter Robinson, like 100% those bitches are listening to him. <laughs> Porter Robinson, I don't know, watching anime. That should be, they should reboot this, but Porter Robinson does yeah. the soundtrack. That'd be crazy. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's all That's all very true. Um, I, a lot of this felt like like dream sequences too which is interesting like it's straight away from the plot at times and it would be like like there's one where like the guy like looks at the poster of this girl and then there's this whole like imaginary dream sequence um what do you think about those like did it was it did it make it feel like hard to follow at all or did you like how it was all like surreal and um no 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 I didn't think it was hard to follow I think they made it pretty obvious that it was a dream and he like snaps back into reality and like mm-hmm. realizes the band is missing but I thought it was cute. It kind of reminded me of, like, a Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, like, Chris Pratt, like, with his headphones on, like, bopping around, and then he, like, meets the girl, you know, the cool alien girl. Yeah. I don't know. I saw some similarities there. I thought it was cute. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the visuals for this whole thing are really cool, too. Like, I remember, like, the dream sequence, that whole, like, love thing, I forget, um, what song do they play with it? I think it was Something About Us. I think, Probably. Yeah, I think that that one was really cool. It was like really like that was good. the colors were great, and it was like yeah, yeah, it worked really well with the song. I feel like all of the scenes worked really well, um, and it's also just like I feel like anime lends itself well to like visuals a lot more than maybe like other film mediums, mm-hmm. um, and so like if they're just gonna have audio of Daft Punk playing the whole time, then like maybe anime works better with that. I think you see a lot of animated characters for ED. Now that you said it, I'm thinking about, like, festival visuals or concert visuals. Mm. And, like, that's totally still the case. You have, like, animated, like, again, Marshmallow, for example. You have, like, the little animated character. Mm -hmm. You, like, still see that today. I I think, like, electronic music needs visuals a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, there's a bit, like culture in general is really big on like the bright colors and the you know candy bracelets and 
that whole thing, totems, so, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like listening to the music, it kind of, like, you can get really in the zone with it, too, and, like, have your mind wander, and, like, I feel like the visuals and having them be so surreal can, like, help with that. Like, and, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, And, like, even just, like, going, if you went to, like, a show live, there would be, like, a lot of lights and, like, colors and stuff. like the It would be very (laughs) visual, um, which is cool. I think, like, blending, like, music with visuals like this is cool like they didn't have to do this for their album no Um, yeah not at all yeah yeah i I think that's very cool um there were a couple like cool nods too where they had like daft punk at the grammys and their own thing um and then the ending too um where it's like after that's all over they like zoom out and it's like in the record of this kid like listening to the daft like this album on vinyl um, and he's got, like, all the characters as, like, little toys. Right. Um, I was like, wow, what a sick, you know, merchandising opportunity right there. Yeah, like, right. Make these toys. <laughs> honestly, they might have. They might have made some of these toys. I know, it'd be kind of cool, honestly. It'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Maybe, that would, maybe that's part of it. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. They're just, just like, the, the greedy white manager in this, in this movie. <laughs> They're all the same. Um... But yeah, speaking of how other artists are doing this too, like I, I, it reminds me. Have you ever seen that like Frank Ocean tribute video? I feel like every like frat boy has played this at some point in their room. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I don't think I have. It's like three not or four out with my frat boys. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Fortunately, I seem to have. Um, <laughs> um, it's like a fifteen-minute video. It's like four Frank Ocean songs that this guy like puts together and blends really well, um, and then they just like he attaches these like it's visuals from some sort of anime movie um and he puts it together and it's pretty cool but it's it's very similar like this where there's like they have the sound effects but it's just frank ocean music um and there's no like dialogue or anything um but it's like cool visuals Mm -hmm. um yeah i think there's something interesting people seem to be drawn to like wanting visuals to back up like cool music that they like there's like definitely something there i don't know i think there's also something to be said though for like listening music so like I don't know is the true test of a good album like if it makes you want to dance or if you you know can listen to it and like imagine things for yourself you know right do you want to listen to it like start to finish does it carry through like what what is a good album and like are people even making good albums anymore like who's making a full-length album and then also an anime movie to go with it. Like, people are do- making singles. They want to, like, chart on TikTok. I don't... It's I like mean, people a... still make albums, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, like, what's the... I mean, I don't know. It feels like something like this wouldn't necessarily get made today. Yeah, potentially. But, I mean, there are things like Guava Island or, like, Lemonade... But I mean, that is different, a different genre of music and their live action and have mm-hmm. dialogue. So both of those are kind of different. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like the visual album is not necessarily going to go away. Um, but even like Guava Island is like not an album that like Childish Gambino did. It's just like three songs that are like sporadically in this like hour long movie that he stars in. So it's like... I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have a favorite scene from this like did was there any particular song where you're like oh the visuals were cool like i want to watch this again oh i'm not sure which song it was but like 
the savior character, you know, who's in love with the lead singer. Right. He, like, is bleeding out, and he, like, reaches out for her, and they, like, touch hands, and then they, like, suddenly become, you know, like, they're both blue, and they're, like, flying together. Mm -hmm. And, like, it almost seems like that's, like, him dying. You know, like, his heaven is just, like, flying around the universe with her, which is, like, super, and, like, beautiful, and, like, the song matched really well. And then, you know, you snap back to the, like, Earth reality, and they are like, oh, like, we remember our past, or, like, we remember who we are. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. So yeah. Like, everybody, like, kind of got what they wanted. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But then, I don't know, like, what I liked about the love story, it, like, I thought it was actually a really beautiful love story, because... It really was. They didn't yeah. get to, like, actually be together you know, as themselves, um, you know, he just, like, dreamt about it, but I don't know if you notice when they're tucking the kid in bed, the two toys he has next to him are, like, the couple. Mm. Yeah. Wait, now that you say that, though, they were never, like, a couple outside of this guy's dream nope. sequences, right? Nope, he was just, like, So maybe it's just, like, he's a creepy her. dude who, like, never spoke to her and has these, like, weird male fantasies about, well, like, them being together. maybe he's and, like, creepy died. until he, like, comes you know, to a different planet to save her and her band. <laughs> Could still be creepy in BA. He a died hero. for them. <laughs> it's not creepy. He's a hero. It's a classic hero trope. Come on. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. I'm just I'm just throwing also, it out there. Can we talk about the fact that they were, you know, having a lead gu- female guitarist in this band? Like that's fucking sick. Let's go. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And they had one of the blue guys turn into a black guy, too. Wow. When they went to Earth. Was, Diversity. Had, yeah, they have it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny that they were blonde as aliens and they made them both brunettes. And that, mm-hmm. that seemed weird to me. Like, they're already blonde, I mean. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> the logic in this movie is not Listen, I think that was priority. maybe like not one of the biggest problems. What did I get mad about earlier? It was like the production costs on that arena yeah, show. Yeah, like, there's no way they can afford these shows. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who is this guy? I'm like, what if the purpose It's a really good song. Of Have you heard it? Aliens <laughs> is to make money. Like, you're not making enough from a hit single to cover like space expenses. That's crazy. Space talk. expenses. Yeah. What? Yeah. So it's like, what was he in it for? Was he in it for like the the thrill of like getting a you know gold record or maybe they just made all the money back? I also think it's funny that they're like, oh, like the peak is getting a gold record. Like that's not the highest record ranking you can get. Yeah. Like at all. It, yeah, it works visually though. They had like a bunch of gold records though, right? Yeah, like, he was like collecting them right. to take over the universe or something. Yeah, that That whole part was, was crazy. that was so all the records then weren't even just them. It was like multiple bands that he's managing or what? Not like or, multiple bands. It's like he has been like cuz you saw he he uh, had a Mozart, right? He, yeah. like, kidnapped Mozart. Like, Mozart's actually an alien. I don't know if you, like, saw that whole bit, but, like, he's kidnapped, like, a bunch of famous artists, like... Right. ...over the years and, like, taken over their planets. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is it all that about cultural appropriation? <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, maybe. Maybe this it's This white manager, you know, kidnapping other, other races. Universe, and then, yeah, trying to take over... Stealing their music. Yeah. 
Listen. There's definitely something there. It makes the manager look like in a pretty bad spot, I think, by the end of this. Right. <laughs> listen what? What were you going to say? What? You said listen. Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, would you rewatch this? Um, or, like, if you wanted to listen. Yeah. I'd watch, like, the music videos for the tracks again, but I don't know if I'd watch it all the way through again. Yeah. Would you recommend other people to watch it, though? If you like Daft Punk, yeah. Or if you like electronic music. Or if you like anime. But, uh, if you're looking (laughs) for a movie with, you know, dialogue and a plot. Hey, there's definitely a plot, though. We just talked about the plot. I said dialogue and a plot. (laughs) Okay. Both. Gotcha. (laughs) Choose one. (laughs) Dialogue or a plot. That's all I need in my movies. (laughs) <laughs> yep. I feel like I would still recommend it to people. I feel like, because I don't, like, know a ton of Daft Punk, but I still thought this was really cool. And it, it turns out I did know, like, all of the songs anyway, and I feel like most people probably do, because they're all just really famous. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like there's definitely something to get out of it for most people. Or I would at least, like, attempt, like, tell people to attempt to watch it. Um, but yeah, I think in the future I would probably only just rewatch clips from it. Um, Although it was cool, and the, the story does flow, I think, pretty well. I think there's, like, definitely a... There's definitely something there. That there's a purpose for it all being in order. Do you agree? Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> Alright. Um, well, let's move on to the, the epilogue that they released, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess they, they released this, like, eight-minute video randomly on YouTube, like, the day they decided to break up and announce it, and I guess this is, like, their announcement video... Um, if for people who haven't seen it, essentially the two of them like walk towards each other in the desert and then, well, no, no, the gold, the gold or one, he follows the silver one is following the gold one right. into the desert. Right. And then the gold one opens the back of the silver one. Is that right? Oh, you're skipping ahead. There's so many. So, oh, okay. Wow, you, all right, you explain it then. All right. So the gold. <laughs> The gold member of Daft Punk. I don't know if they have names or not. I really wish I did. But the <laughs> like gold persona one, names or like they probably have real names. I'm sure they have. Real, I don't know. I literally. <laughs> did. I'm like the gold one, right? Right. He's walking ahead and he's walking really confidently and quickly, and then the silver one's kind of just like trailing behind him, and eventually the silver guy stops, and um, the gold guy turns around and walks towards him, and. Um, Silver guy takes off his Daft Punk jacket, so, like, quits the band, mm-hmm. and then he turns around, and there's just, like, a self-destruct, like, panel on his back, Right. and then the gold one, like, you know, undoes the back, and, like, puts in a code or something, and right. then sets him on a minute timer. Right. And then we watch him walk for a minute. He walks away <laughs> from the gold one. Right. And then he blows up. And then right. we watch him blow up, like, three different times. Yeah, a bunch of different angles. I got <laughs> Yeah. Um, what, what did you think about this? Well, I didn't... I'm, like, wondering now what the announcement really was. Because I heard it through, like, memes and Twitter, like, people texting me being like, holy shit, like, Daft Punk broke up, right? Right. But it seems to me like the silver guy is tired and quit. And then the end of the epilogue, the gold one is still walking around on his own, right? So it's right. like, is one of them going to continue to make music on his own? Like, is it just that one one of them wanted to retire and, like, stop working? Or is it that they both are no longer going to make music? 
Because, like, if you mm-hmm. look at, like, famous EDM breakups in history, right? We have Swedish House Mafia. Like, Axwell and Grosso went off and did their own thing. Steve Angelo did his own thing. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they got back together. But it seems like maybe they're not both trying to continue making music. Yeah, it's possible. I think that's, like, a very logical conclusion to make from that. Um, yeah, because the other guy, he just walks into the sunset. It does say Daft Punk, like, 1993 to 2021. So I would imagine whatever, if he did make music, it would just be as a separate thing. Oh, I don't even know if he would... Just, I like, imagine he would still have a mask of some sorts, but I don't, maybe it wouldn't even be, like, the normal helmet. Like, it, he would have some other You'd have to change persona. it, I think. There, there has to be, like, some copyright liability. Even though I'm sure, you know, like, their partners have been working and making music together for years. Like, you can't, um... I don't know. There, There's, um... I don't know what to call it. Parts of a contract that you can enforce where, like, if me and you started a band and I quit the band, you wouldn't just be allowed to start touring with, like, that band name, right? Mm. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm sure they have something like that. I mean, unless they, like, made some sort of agreement between the two of them. But I, it yeah. sounds like Daft Punk, as whatever that, like, stands out, is, is, that's done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be curious to see if they make music on their own. Um, it didn't sound like they ended on bad terms. I didn't hear anything about, like, a fight or anything. It just sounded like they're, they're just deciding to quit. They just be done, yeah. Um, but they have Such been around oh, for so long. I wanted to see them live so badly, though. Yeah. Was like when was the last time they time. went, they, like, toured live? It's been a long time, right? They do, like, one-off shows, like, here and there, but, uh, let's see. Right. I'm really not sure. Yeah, that, that's interesting, though. Because I feel like, you know, they had that album whenever that was, <laughs> which was, like... 2013 i feel like yeah they haven't been like super in the public eye as of late because they just haven't had music and they haven't been touring um but everyone still like respects them a lot um well yeah i think the thing is like they are very exclusive they're very picky about where they perform like i think most mm. djs will play like anywhere because they're getting paid so much like per gig but Daft Punk was like super picky about playing sets like I don't know whenever they played it was like big or important do you know why that is have you heard are they like reluctant to just perform or um is it just like all strategy you think just to like hype up the shows when they do play or I mean I guess that works right supply and demand yeah. But um I don't I don't think that's any kind of strategy. Honestly, what artists make like 80 or used to, sorry, currently definitely <laughs> not, but most of their income would come from touring. Right. So it doesn't make any sense not to play as many shows as you can, especially when you're as big as they are. Okay, so their last album's what, 2013? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't made music in a while. Yeah. Yeah, which which is interesting, you know. Um, what like why now? I guess did they decide to break up after so many years of not even making music or touring? You know, were they just sitting on it? Did they did they think they were gonna make something and then it decided it wasn't? Um, they might just be done. They might have just made their mark. Maybe they don't have any new ideas or anything, you know, to bring to the table anymore. Yeah. That, yeah. that also may be true. Um, it is definitely, it's an end of an era. Yeah, that's for sure. 
Yeah. I think we should also definitely watch the 2006 Coachella set. That's like the most iconic Daft Punk set. Yeah. Is that just on YouTube or something? Yeah, definitely on YouTube. It's like, um, and if you, I, I seriously, I think the most interesting part of it is if you look at all the people that were in that crowd. Mm-hmm. Like any influential person, e- either they were in that crowd at Coachella. I think it's, it's the kind of thing where like they were in the crowd and then they went home and decided that they were going to make electronic music. Mm. You know, it's crazy. I recently read this interview. Um, a friend sent it to me, but um, the lead singer of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard decided mm-hmm. to start a band after watching a Tame Impala show. <laughs> really? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah. I just think that's so awesome. It's like it, the same thing. Like you like read an interview with your favorite DJ and they're like, yeah, I saw Daft Punk at Coachella and I was like, hey man, I'm going to produce <laughs> electronic music now. Right. Yeah. I feel like Daft Punk almost is like the artist's favorite artist too. Like it's like they're, they're the who influenced all these other artists that came after them. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's like, it shows you just like how far a show can go. Right. Yeah. Like one show can just like change music. Yeah, totally. Just like in the movie. Yeah. Um, what do you think about like comparing these two things that we watched? Because one is like live action and has like these really it's like very beautifully framed the the epilogue that they released. Um, oh yeah, the clouds on the helmet and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even shots. just these like long like wide shots of like him walking and stuff. And even, like, there's, like, a good joke with, how, like, them blowing him up in, like, three different angles. It's, like, it's all, it, it's done, I think, pretty well. Um, did you find it, like, cheesy, or did you think it was, like, a good... I thought it was kind of cute, kind of funny. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think, like, comparing it to the other anime that we watched? Well, it's very different, uh, because, you know, it's actually about Daft Punk, it's not like they're just, like, loosely mentioned. Right. Um, and it's real life. And um, it's it's set in the desert. I think that's another really interesting thing. What is it about EDM and deserts? Like, desert raves, you know? <laughs> Rufus Dussault did, like, an entire album, Live in Joshua Tree. And it's like, okay, there's something about that, too, where it's like, deserts are kind of space-like environments, right? Mm-hmm like whoa like i could be on mars right now when you're looking around joshua tree but then like what is that connection with like space and electronic music like is that same so i guess there's a similarity there to a certain extent yeah that's interesting and especially what you were saying too about how like nature versus like space because like the now there is like a blend of almost like nature and electronic music with all these like raves in the desert um you know what? Maybe it's about, like, it's not about synthetic or natural sounds. It's about, like, the known and the unknown. So, like, guitar is probably like, the most known, you know, on Earth, right? Not necessarily, sure. but, like, for the sake like, of the argument. Okay. But then, like, when you want to signify space, you want to signify, like, something, like, unexplored and unknown. And, like, you had to, like, come up with completely new sounds. Which is why you can see, like, early Star Trek, you have this, like, orchestra working on crazy methods of making sounds for, like, the aliens and for different planets and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when I say, like, space, mm-hmm. there's, you're probably going to play, like, woo 
like a little theremin sound to yourself like that's so embedded in us like why yeah. is that yeah that's true and like the opposite of that is like the desert is almost associated more with like real like 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 tangible instruments like a guitar or something like folky um and like harmonicas so there's like yeah there is definitely associations with certain instruments in like the space that it occupies which is interesting yeah. I, yeah the desert rave almost feels like like trying to like like get rid of that line yeah um, yeah that's true i feel like at trance music that's totally true because you go back to like drum circles mm. you know right and i think all of it too like there is something like very surreal about electronic music and putting it in the desert where it feels like otherworldly and like just like out of your element i think that also, otherworldly yeah i like you know. that that's definitely it yeah, I think both of these were interesting, and they're definitely very talented people, and they make other art that goes with their their music. I think that's really fascinating. Um, well, they did. Well, yeah, they did. <laughs> Past tense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming on, Britt. Sure. Um, this has been a, a good episode talking about Daft Punk. Yeah. So stay tuned next week. We'll have another episode. Um, and until then, see ya. Peace.